Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners, podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, but I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's probably something much deeper that you're not likely even aware of yet. It's like a client that comes to you saying that they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGuru's Agency Freedom Session, where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your agency freedom session today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today we are hanging out with Emark and Amark. These guys are from Modern One Marketing. They've got a few different ventures, though, including the Emark and Amark podcast uh, that they actually recently featured me on. They've also featured some awesome entrepreneurs like Gary Vaynerchuk. We've all heard and followed him, uh, Ryan Dice, and many more. They have also launched several of their own brands, uh, including Fresh To Go, as well as a homebathsforever.com and some other some other cool products and services. And these guys help tons of businesses with their marketing and web needs. Emark and Amark, welcome to the program. Awesome. Thanks so much for having us, Brent. Excited for this. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I I dreamed of this, Brent. You are this is this is a dream come true. Thank you so much, <laughs> man. I, I I appreciate that. Just lather the praise <laughs> on me. Lather the praise on me. <laughs> no, dude, totally looking forward to this. I remember uh, meeting you in uh, Texas at the uh, digital agency um, uh, training day. So, been really excited to get on your show. So, super excited. Yeah, dude. Well, well, welcome, and uh, it's good to have you and uh, and your your partner in crime, Amark, uh, on the program today. Gosh, man, I don't even know where to start with you guys. You have so much cool stuff going on, <laughs> and maybe I'll start with with you, Amark. I read on your your bio that you grew up on a, a five acre farm with uh, twenty one siblings. So, I mean, dude, like, I that I can't wrap my head around that. So, can you tell me a little bit more about? <laughs> That and then we'll talk about your entrepreneurial career. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm originally from Haiti. I was adopted uh, back in 2001 um, at age 10 from Mother Teresa's orphanage in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Came to the states, and um, you know I have to tell this story really quick, just because it really um, I think it's quite funny. So I mean, if you can imagine, you know I'm from Haiti, where it's uh, I don't know 90 degrees plus all the time, um, very tropical climate, and um, I had never experienced any 
temperatures below probably, I don't know, 75 or anything like that. And um, I never knew there was this thing called snow or winter or just the fact that it could get below 75 degrees. So um, I get adopted at age 10. I come to the States and I'm on the plane. And I remember my parents, um, you know, putting on this thick coat on me at the time. I had no idea, you know, I mean, in Haiti, you don't use terms like coats because <laughs> <laughs> there's just no need, you know, hats, mittens and gloves like that. There's, that's just words you don't use. There's just no need for them. So so apart from the language barrier, you know, they speak English, I speak French and Creole. So we, I'm age 10. So um, they're trying to do, you know, hand signals to try to communicate with me. They're putting on all this, you know, blankets as I'm seeing it on me. And I'm telling them, no, I'm hot. I don't want it. And but, you know, here I'm about to find out I'm pretty much going to land in a freezer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I remember um, landing and the first time touching snow and being afraid of it and literally trying to, you know, hip and hip scotch all around it, trying not to touch it because I was so scared of it and didn't know what it was because everything was just white. So that was my uh, first encounter with the U.S. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to America. Here is snow, right? Uh, that's kind of crazy. So, um, so you guys have a, a really... Uh, cool dynamic between the two of you, and and maybe uh, a mark you can let me know kind of how how the two of you formed your business. Like where where did you guys meet, and what was the spark that created this uh, this almost like series of businesses that you guys are now uh, active in? Yeah, so I mean, Emark and I met way back when I was in high school. He had just been out of high school a little bit at that point. He was looking for somebody to create these videos for him. He went on mission trip, or not necessarily mission trips, but youth group trips um, with the local church and wanted to make a recap video of really their experiences. So he started asking around, hey, who can do this? Who can do this for me? And somehow he got connected with me, uh, started creating these videos uh, for him and really our, our friendship and then eventually business partnership came from there. You know, it wasn't immediate, uh, but that's that's kind of where it started. And then between that, I have owned t-shirt shops, photography studios, photo booth companies and all of that, where he was interacting with me on those and ordering products from me. And I would order products from his businesses. Uh, and then one day we just happened to be meeting with a client of mine together. <laughs> this uh, is good. This is good right here. A <laughs> couple years back with the marketing company. I bring Emark in there and you know, we're just having a meeting. I didn't really introduce him, just he's just kind of there. And and the guy asked me, Who's who's this guy you brought with you today? And I just blurred out, oh, that's my partner Emark. <laughs> <laughs> and from there we became business partners. <laughs> wow. Uh okay. So yeah, just uh he he like volunteered you uh into the business. So that's pretty cool. Well, and I mean, that's a, that's a quick way to a quick summary. I mean, for the few years before that, he had been coming with meetings to me, picking up clients for us, really heading up the sales and business uh, development end of it, because that's just never been anything I enjoy doing. I, I love the, the nitty gritty of doing the work, not so much the going out and selling and getting the work. So he had been just naturally doing that over the last uh, few years. And it, I think it just clicked at that meeting that, oh, wait, he's a business partner. Like that's, that's what this is. And we just haven't formally said it. Yeah, and and I assume now you know you ha you guys have kind of more more formally kind of figured figured out what that structure is. Oh, for sure, for sure. 
So Modern One Marketing is the digital agency, and I know you build your own kind of marketing for your other products and services. Paint me a picture of what Modern One Marketing is today. So today, and it's morphed a lot over the years. I mean, I started this when I was 14 years old as a different name. It's been many different names over the years. But so what, what it's become from when I was 14 to today is really a, a creative agency. You know, we really bill ourselves on being able to create creative marketing that captures attention and provides results for customers. You know, we don't just make that fancy creative that does nothing for people. We really tie it to what is the ROI for the marketing we're putting out there and really track the metrics for our, for our clients. So, I mean, there's, I don't know what buzzwords you want to use, performance-based agency, creative agency. Really, at the end of the day, we create cool sh- and get results. <laughs> and, that, and that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Because, um, you know, something we've uh, found out is, you know, businesses sometimes just get kind of bombarded with this word of, marketing, social media, digital, and oh, you do that too? You do that too? Yeah, the last guy did that too. The last guy said they do that. And, you know, so we found it uh, to be very important that we come with something that sets us apart from everyone. And we use our personality. I mean, if you watch on our videos on our website um, to our advantage um, and really, uh, you know, helping our customers and even in the way we brand ourselves and market ourselves in a very unique and unconventional way that just really resonates with people all at the time of, you know, getting the message across. That's awesome. I, I, when, when we met, you know, down at uh, a digital marketer, I was, I was doing a quick little uh, workshop with them down at their, they do like an in-person, uh, which again, now recording this now, I'm saying, okay, we, you know, people used to do back way back when, uh, <laughs> the decade of, uh, you know, February of 2020, a decade ago, um, <laughs> back when people used to get together in rooms of 15 to 20 people, uh, you know, we met and, uh, you guys were, um, you know, creating, you, you were there at the, at the seminar, but you were also like actively, you were participants in, in the seminar, but you were also actively creating content. Like I get this feeling that you create content, uh, wherever you guys go, um, which I, I love to see because I think a lot of people have some fear and some uneasiness about going someplace with cameras or a podcast mic, and creating content. Uh, and it seems like you guys just kind of like love doing that. Like it's something that's very natural to you, which is super cool. I mean, tell me like, how did that, I mean, is that something that you guys have always done? Are you making this an an intentional play or is it just kind of something that that's natural? It just kind of happened by accident and natural, I guess you would say we were looking in the summer of last year, I, I got marketed towards a conference that Gary V was at, and I started talking to Emark about. It. I was like, "Hey, maybe we should go to this." And he's like, "Man, that's a lot of money for a conference. I don't, I don't know if we want to spend that much by the time you get the flights and all of that." And I'm like, "Well, how could we make it worth it?" And I'm like, Gary V's there. What if we got him on our podcast? He's like, "We don't have a podcast." <laughs> well, that's that's step one, right? Or that's step two. Step 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 one: get Gary V to agree to podcast. Step two: launch podcast. Right. So we figured. You know, I've been wanting to start a podcast for probably the last two three years. So we decided to say, well, no better time than the present. Let's let's do it. And we spent the next three months specifically targeting Gary V to make sure he knew about us before we even got up in front of him and asked him to be on our podcast with quite the elaborate. Uh, scheme. And really, we just decided between that was July and this uh, conference was in September, we would just figure out the pieces, hire somebody that that we could afford for cheap to come follow us around and 
get the cheap mic, cheapest microphone set and cameras we could um, and just go set up and hope it worked. I mean, that's, that's really what we did. We went to this conference and set up a podcast studio in our hotel room and just started asking people, hey, will you be on our podcast in our hotel room? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna say you you had me until it was like come back to my hotel room and uh, we have a podcast studio set up right I mean, that's <laughs> yeah so you know we're at this uh, um, agency um, uh, summit out in New York and um, you know th- the first speaker is up on the stage and we're like because the whole time you know our goal was to get Gary V. And then if we couldn't get Gary V, get the next big guy there, which, you know, our minds was Ryan Dice, who, um, as you know, owns um, Digital Marketer. And, uh, you know, we just couldn't get in front of him. So we're like, okay, well, then let's just start by perhaps just asking random people, even the the other speakers. So, you know, that's exactly what we did at first. We just went to these uh, speakers and we're like, hey, we have a podcast. Want to be on it? Silence. And then in our hotel room. (laughs) And they're like, really? You have a podcast in your hotel room right now? Yeah, let's go. (laughs) So, and I mean... I mean, that's cool, right? I mean, I think that you, you went there literally without a podcast kind of in a way, right? You didn't, you didn't have an established platform. And I think this is such a cool story because people get really held up on feeling like they got to have all their ducks in a row, you know, before they can start to make an ask, before they can start to put themselves out there in, in this way. And, you know, what I'm hearing from you guys today is that you had I mean, you had a plan. It wasn't like you didn't have a plan, but you didn't really get hung up. I mean, you had a goal of, of getting Gary on your show, but then you also had a lot of other like kind of plan B, C, like let's just get really other high, you know, high influence in, individuals onto our program uh, and being okay with asking them without really having, you know, a really big established platform and just kind of putting yourself out there, which I think a lot of people get really hung up on. Like that freaks out so many people, but you guys did it, right? And I think it shows the kind of the grit, but also that um, that you don't have to have a lot of stuff. Like you don't have to have, you know, a podcast with a million followers before you can start to ask, you know, speakers and influencers and things like that to be on your show, which I'm sure, I'm sure as you got these people to say, yes, like that now you're building relationships. Like obviously I was on your show and now you guys are here on my show and we had, we have a relationship now. So that's super cool. Right. I don't, I don't, I didn't need to know how many episodes you guys had on your program before I went on it. Um, but, but back to your story. So you guys start kind of grabbing some randoms and then, you know, did you end up getting uh, Gary Vaynerchuk on your program, like through this at this at this event? Yeah, we did, and it, it worked out pretty perfectly. So, if you've ever seen Gary be an event, he often is just doing Q and A, like that's all he'll do for his speech. Um, so, we got in line to ask him a question. We had this whole elaborate plan of how we were going to ask. We even had a wrapped gift that we were going to give him with. I don't even remember what was in it, but a bunch of different things. And the first person gets up. Asks Gary, hey, Gary, will you be on my podcast? <laughs> You're like, that's my line. That's wait, wait, wait. my line. Well, I, I should preface this by saying, so I knew where the line was starting because I was sitting at an um, aisle seat and the mic was literally right next to me because I know that's when everybody was going to line up. So I'm sitting literally right next to the microphone for when Gary starts his Q&A. My plan was just to, you know, jump right up and be yeah. the first person in line. And the minute that started, I mean, you you should have just seen how many people just filled up the aisle. So I ended up in the back, like 
Go ahead. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So this guy gets up. He says, Gary, will you be on my podcast? And Gary says, well, for, for how long or something like that? And I don't remember exactly what the answer was. But then he said, how many podcasts have you done so far? And the guy was like six or seven. He's like, ah, Gary said, no, if you would have been, if I would have been number five, then I would have said yes. But since I'm number six or seven, you get to a hundred and then I'll say yes and be on it. You contact me when you're at a hundred. So then it hit me. I started thinking, okay, wait a minute. We started podcast this week. We've had Jason, Goldie, Hada, three, four. Wait, Gary would be our fifth guest. <laughs> so while we're in line, I start reformulating. How do we ask Gary to be on our podcast and make it so he he can't say no. So he's trapped. He just said, if he was number five, he would have said yes. So between that point, when we got to the front of the line and we were like the last question or one of the last questions before we ran out of time, we simply asked Gary, I kind of explained what our elaborate plan is in less than 30 seconds, said, Gary, these were our first four guests, had everyone that was on the podcast stand up in the audience and said, will you be number five? And he had no choice but to say yes at that point. <laughs> <laughs> he backed himself right up into your podcast. That was it, it, was, it was a perfect setup for us. It really was. I mean, the video of Gary's reaction afterwards, he's like, ah! That, and he was just shocked by how, how clever and, and, and how thought through it was. Um, it was really cool to see his reaction. Afterwards. All right. So we're recording this episode last couple of days of April. This will go live sometime in May just uh, you know the dynamics of it. Obviously, there's been a lot of unexpected things going on in the world. I would be remiss if not to kind of talk about this and how it's affected your business, which we'll get to here in a second. But I also think this story of you sticking to your guns here is so important because I feel like so many people have a plan for something and they're maybe a little bit unsure. They have a lot like some butterflies in their stomach and you guys had, you know, you had an out a couple of different times. I mean, first of all, you know, you you could have chosen not to stand up and actually get in line on the mic. Like, you'd be surprised at how many people had probably the same idea as you in that audience. And, you know, it was you and some other company or whatever, the other guy that asked first and got turned down, right? Uh, so you have, you know, it's like you already had an out, like whether you could have chosen just to not stand up and ask him. Then somebody else, you literally watched them. I'm not going to say get humiliated, but they got rejected in front of <laughs> however many people were at this conference, uh, which look, that's kind of like watching somebody else like get kind of rejected or dumped. I mean, that's, that's, that's brutal, right? I mean, look, I commend them for standing up and going for it, but there was, I mean, you guys had a lot of reasons. I mean, I, I don't think anybody would have blamed you for not asking, right? I mean, you guys could have gone like gone home, with a totally valid excuse that you, you know, you literally watched somebody else get turned down in front of right. everybody, uh, but you stuck to it. You 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 pivoted your plan ever so slightly, and you stuck to your guns. You put yourself out there. He had he has all the right in the world. Even though he said if I was number one, number five, I would have been on your show. Uh, you know, he he still had all the power in the world to say no, guys, sorry. You know, whatever. I mean, it would have sounded kind of funky, but again, it's Gary V. Like he said worse yeah, things. <laughs> yeah, right. But like you guys stuck to your guns, and I feel like right now so many people are kind of wussing out on marketing. They're kind of wussing out on selling. You know, and and again, I think everybody has every. There's every reason in the book, like nobody will ever fault anybody, you know, for, for, for bowing out during COVID. Like nobody would be like, oh, well, yeah, you know, you should have done that. But at the same time, like, man, like right now, 
you know, like we can't let ourselves off the hook, right? I mean, we're, we're the only one that will be impacted by not marketing or not putting ourselves out there. Uh, just like for you guys, right? Like if Gary wasn't on your show, I mean, no offense, right? Even if he was, you know, he was on uh, our video uh, podcast like many, many moons ago, like years and years ago. But like his life ain't going to be different if he's on your show. Like, no offense. Like, he, you know, if he's on your show or my show, like Gary's life is going to still be going on the same trajectory with maybe like a tiny little bit of cross breeze or back. You know, it's like, it's not going to change him, but it's going to affect you guys. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, Absolutely. that's what I feel like almost like putting ourselves out there from a marketing standpoint, like, that's, it's like, it's about helping ourselves. Right. And nobody's going to, you know, slap you on the wrist for not doing it. Right. It's just, except for yourself, maybe. Right. But, uh, but good job on that guys. I, I'm, I'm glad that you stuck to it. So you invited Gary V back to your hotel room, which is super weird. <laughs> and uh, so, so was that weird? Was it like, or did he get it? Was it like a normal thing? Cause he travels a lot. Like, yeah. It was pretty normal for me. We actually had to schedule it for later out. We came back to New York a couple months later. Okay. But we still did it in a hotel room. Um, and, and we're like, are you often, is this the first time you've been on a podcast in a hotel room? He's like, oh no, I do this all the time. Okay. Yeah. I know. He's, he's a regular in the hotel room. So I don't know why a hotel room always just feels kind of like, wow. Because it's like a bedroom, living room, and kitchen all in like one, right? And it's and it's somebody else's place. Anyway, so we, we thought we had the market, you know, kind of cornered on the whole, you know, we have a podcast in the hotel room, but clearly other people do it too. So that would be a good <laughs> a good title of a show, like the you know, podcast in a hotel room. But um <laughs> I I digress. Uh so how how have you guys been doing right now? I mean what's what's been the impact? I mean I don't think there's any business on the planet that has not had some either positive impact of what's happening or, you know, kind of like uncertain or negative. Where do you guys kind of fall on that, that end of the spectrum? It's been interesting. I remember, I think it was March 19th was probably the worst day of business we've ever had. It was call after call. I was taking all day of clients, putting projects on hold, delaying projects they had just signed a week before canceling their marketing for the next six months. I mean, in one day, maybe a day and a half, we lost 75% of our recurring revenue overnight. It was Ugh. yeah, pretty dramatic. Uh, and I mean, we, we were talking like triage, what do you do? Like this, this much revenue has just gone overnight. We weren't prepared for it. I mean, we were starting to think ahead. Okay. Maybe there'll be a recession. We need to start preparing for a, a gradual slowdown and how are we going to prepare for that? But never in a million years did we think 75% of revenue would disappear, evaporate in the matter of a day. It's never in any planning would we ever thought that. So, I mean, immediately we started figuring out, okay, what expenses can we trim and do we need to lay off employees? Do we need to reduce pay? I say that went on for maybe six hours. And then we realized that's not the solution. The solution is sales. The solution is figuring out how do we replace this revenue, not how do we trim expenses. Sure, we need to trim some expenses that could have been trimmed anyways, possibly. But how do we buckle down and figure out how to sell in this climate? And, and people still need marketing. How do we help them realize that and and keep the business going? So, I mean, we really shifted our focus quick and turned the problem and tried to figure out what's the solution and, and start going on selling. And I mean, since then it's, it's given us the opportunity to figure out uh, a potential niche that we're looking at attacking and start building a new brand around testing that uh, and attacking a new, a new vertical. Um, and it's actually been, been very successful. I mean, we were just talking to you, Mark, the other day, looking at our revenue for April, 
we're a few thousand dollars away from April being a record month for us in terms of in terms of new sales. So it's it's really gone from a dismal March to now a, a pretty successful April. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I, I do think that there's, you know, I mean, for every business that's pulling back right now, there's there's probably one that's that's not that's going and trying to invest and make it happen. And I think there's a lot of good data out there, a lot of good studies on you know, businesses that uh, succeed in the long term are the ones that are kind of doubling down and they're making investments versus, you know, doing major pullback and kind of sheltering themselves. So that's good for you guys to have, you know, not done the pity party for too long. Six hours. That's a good, that's a good pity party, right? I mean, that's, that's a good, I'm glad to hear it was six hours and not six days or six weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but I think a lot of people are right now just thinking, you know, there's no way out of this. And I, I want to be sympathetic or empathetic to that, that it is, it is a tough time, but there's always things that, that can be done. I mean, there, there are businesses doing well. And that's what we found is there are still businesses out there doing well that have money that want to invest in marketing. Those are the ones we need to be selling to, not the ones that are closed right now. I mean, the ones that just can't do business right now. Yeah, it probably doesn't make sense for them to be doing marketing or building a new $10,000 website today. Right. Let's go sell to them. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, you know, there's this, I've been talking to people a lot. I mean, I'm spending most of my day on either consulting calls, coaching calls, or, you know, talking to other entrepreneur friends. And I mean, there's not just businesses that are doing well right now. Like there are businesses that are exploding right now. Because of this shift to the, uh, I you know I've been calling it the new economy, the virtual economy, the delivery economy, the I want to stay at home in my sweatpants economy. Um, <laughs> you know, because it's not just about remote work anymore; it's about like deliver me my stuff. Right. You know, I mean, I just had um, <laughs> I built a quarter pipe uh, to ride my bike on in the front with my kids. Because uh, that's what you do when you can't get to the skate park uh, for for a couple of months is you then start to build your own stuff. And I went on, you know, with my phone and I ordered, you know, $500 worth of different types of lumber and screws and nails and Home Depot. I'm sitting there looking at my back one day and they're pulling up with this gigantic truck, like just swings out in front of my house with like a little crane and just plops the wood on my you know, my driveway and drives off and I get a text message that says, no, nobody came to my door. No, nothing. I get a text message that says, you know, your, your, your pile of wood is here, right? Uh, get to work. <laughs> and, and I thought, I mean, you just think about that. I mean, think about that 10 or 20 years ago, right? Like I did that from my phone, right? Like in my sweatpants, I ordered a bunch of wood and it shows up, plops on my front door two days later. I mean, that's just crazy. I mean, that kind of stuff I think is exploding right now that people have this new level of convenience. And yes, it's in the middle of a pandemic that we're all shifting to that. But man, I don't think people are going to go back. I mean, I think a lot of people are going to go, wow, I don't have to go to Home Depot 19 times. I can just, you know, order it all from my my phone and just stay at home. You know, like I think people are going to stay this way in some areas. Mm -hmm. I agree 100%. I think we're never going to go back to the quote unquote normal that it was before. There's a there's a new normal and a new way people will do commerce for sure. Hundred percent. We had a um uh business owner entrepreneur on our um uh show yes uh yesterday during a recording and he said something very interesting that uh still got uh, stood out with me and it was that you know when this is over businesses are definitely gonna look at 
the types of people they hire and the types of positions they have. And then on the, the flip side of that is also then um, people are really going to take a closer look at the types of careers they get into. Just, you know, God forbid something like this ever happen again. I think they want some assurance that whatever career they're in is essential, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, even just that word of like, what is essential and what is not essential? I mean, that's that's something that's really weird because like, it's it's very much happened at the politician level. I mean, and there's been all sorts of, you know, conflict around, you know, why is this essential and other things aren't essential then you know, who who gets to decide what's kind of essential, but but you guys are absolutely right. Hey, what's up agency owners? As someone that's built hundreds of websites for clients over the last 20 years, I know how important it is to have a content management system that is fast to set up and delivers my clients websites with the speed the internet demands. If you're looking for a new CMS, I'd like to introduce you to a new platform called Zephyr, a content management system built for power users and agencies. Build websites faster, make clients happier. Find out more at ZephyrCMS.com and get one free site for life and a free theme set up valued at $500. That's ZephyrCMS.com. Now let's get back to our interview. I know you have a lot of different, you have a couple, you have a, a few different things that you're into. You guys, your fingers are a few different pies. You have your kind of your personal brand, eMark and AMark, the podcast speaking, you've got the marketing company, but then you guys have a couple of other somewhat unrelated businesses. I mean, you have this like home baths forever thing. Like, yeah. I mean, like, is that just like a direct e-commerce type thing? I mean, what, where did that come from? (laughs) Yeah. Showers directly to your door. Um. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you would think that one is way out there. Like why would these guys that own a marketing company own a bathroom installation company? Like where, where does that make any sense? And uh, I think when you start peeling the layers back, it actually does make quite a bit of sense because we, we don't own a hundred percent of that company. We own a share in it and our end of it is generating leads and Create, really doing the marketing for it. We're the in-house marketing agency for it. And what it is, is a, a shower and walk-in safety bath company that does exclusive Kohler distribution for uh, the whole Chicago, Illinois um, kind of area. And we got roped into that, I guess you would say, uh, late last year with one of our clients that was starting it up or um, really getting going with it. And we were just having dinner with him one night and he said, you know, would you guys want to buy into this with me? And rather than just having you do the marketing, you could be really owners in it and do the marketing as well. Um, and that's, that's really where that came from. And it's, it's grown, it was growing extremely fast ahead of pace right until coronavirus hit. I mean, we started this last year and in the first 60 days, we went from zero to a million dollars in revenue with it. And now it's just gone to a screeching halt. I mean, Chicago is a war zone, basically. I mean, nobody wants you in their house right now to look at a bathtub. Um, and our demographic for it is, mainly the the elderly uh, and mm. understandably we we can't enter their homes right now so that's it's gone to a, a screeching halt but even though it has and it's something that I, I want to point out is we have not decreased any of the marketing with it we yep. have down on the marketing actually because TV ads right now I mean typically a digital marketing agency would say stay away from TV ads stay away from TV ads they're a waste of money but right now we're seeing TV ads at 60 70 percent off what they normally would be and people at home watching the news so TV ads have been extremely mm. and you know if someone's out there that's that's listening and trying to logically think through why would they market to people that they can't go into their houses to right now well believe it or not people still call in with interest. 
And we have all of that data now when things reopen to start remarketing to them and set those appointments to come back in because people still want the information. They just don't want us coming in right now. So the cost per lead is significantly less than what it normally would be. And then also, uh, you know, on, uh, to add on to that is, the, you know, I, I'm a strong believer that, you know, this is true for ourselves, but any company right now that, you know, just braves it out and doesn't pull back a marketing and just really steps it up or double down on it, you know, think of all the market share that they're getting over their competitors right now. Right. Um, for a fraction of the cost that it would have cost them, you know, pre prior to Corona. Um, so, you know, there's, it, it, it's tough, it's scary. Um, but we also know the reward when yeah. this is, you know, I, I mean, I'm just throwing this out there and you guys can, you should shoot it down. You should definitely shoot this idea down, but like, is it possible? Cause I'm all about like, well, is, can you generate revenue? I mean, I, you know, you could, you could buy, you know, sell now, install later. That's one thing. But couldn't somebody like, I don't know, and this is this is one of those things that might get edited out of the show, uh, but like, could, could they go in in like a hazmat suit? Like, could you literally like pitch that yeah. there will be no, like the the installer is like in a bubble? Uh, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I don't, like is it? It's actually it, a lot of what we, we pivoted doing right away was yep. going to virtual selling. So, I mean, we're selling bathtubs to people over Zoom that have never heard what a video conference is. I mean, explaining to an 85-year-old how to download Zoom on their phone so we can see their bathroom has been quite the, the rewarding challenge. I mean, it's it's been pretty cool to see the success with, with that and going to an industry that is in some ways so far behind on technology that would have never considered doing virtual selling. That yep. in-home is the only way to start seeing some success with selling virtually has been exciting. I think might be a, a foundational change to how the home improvement industry uh, potentially works moving forward. Totally. I mean, I think of my parents who are, you know, in into their seventies and, you know, when this thing first came out, you know, I hooked my mom up with one of our zoom accounts and, you know, she, it was a, it was a rough start. Um, I was, you know, on in what I'd call, you know, I was on like business calls and, you know, she's texting me with urgent issues with her weekly Bible study that, you know, so-and-so can't get on the Zoom call. Uh, you know, can you call her? Can you call her to get her to, you know, get on camera? I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have, I am in the middle of a crisis here with my business and, you know, I got to call. But I think that that's a whole generation of people that have, has, I'm not going to say resisted technology, but let's just say that, you know, 70 and 80 year olds weren't the target market of, you know, video conferencing or video sales or things like that. And I think even that stuff, I mean, has, we, we've broken some of those preconceived notions that those folks are, are jumping on. They're figuring it out. Oh yeah. I mean, I think it's a big cultural shift for them. I mean, I think, so we record all of the calls in our call center for the bath company. And a month ago when we started doing virtual selling, I would listen to a call where they explain, you know, you got to download zoom and all this, and it would take a half hour, 45 minutes of coaching to, to get that zoom app downloaded and and ready to go. And I was listening to one this morning and I I don't know the exact age of the woman, but she was definitely, uh, elderly and the the rep said all right you'll have to download zoom uh, and start explaining and she's like oh i use that all the time with my grandkids that's no problem i've already got it here what's the meeting id oh my gosh see look at that that's if that doesn't if that doesn't summarize the new economy i just don't know what does right there's this whole you know i mean you know it's like one one level like the some markets had have shrunk but in other ways 
I mean, some markets have, have grown, right? I mean, to be able to do virtual sales with a whole demographic of people that literally, I mean, three months ago, if you would have gone into a conference room and said, our pitch is this, we are going to do virtual sales to 85 year old people that need to, you know, buy a bathtub, you know, I mean, you would have been laughed out of the room. You know, they would have said, there is no way to get 85 year olds onto a zoom call. And look now it's a piece of cake. It's mm-hmm. it's commonplace. It's, it takes minutes for most of them. They they've all used it. I mean, they, whether it's FaceTime or Zoom, it's becoming so commonplace because it has to be. You know what I think? I mean, people need to hear this kind of a story because there's a lot of marketing agencies out there, web agencies that their clients are coming to them, and and like probably what you guys experience, right? They're getting some cancellations. It's maybe a little bit harder to sell, uh, and they're getting a lot of um, you know. I think people in general are kind of uh, relaying a lot of, I mean, you know, pardon my saying this, but false beliefs of saying, you know, there's no way that we can continue to sell in this environment. You know, we have, we sell to 85 year olds. we got to go into their house. They're never going to download zoom, right? Like I can imagine, I mean, you guys are, 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 you know, thank goodness for your, your partner, right? He went into business with you guys because you know, you're tech savvy, you get it, right? So you were very naturally able to help them do this. You know, a lot of businesses right now are thinking, you know, there's no way we can deal with this because, you know, they have that preconceived notion or belief that, you know, things can't change right now. And you guys obviously have helped to, you know, keep this business going, keep marketing, keep selling, which is super cool. More people need to hear this kind of stuff. Absolutely. So what's, what's next for you guys? You guys have a few different, you know, products, you've got your marketing agency. I mean, where are you putting your, most of your effort? Uh, it's Mark, you want to take this one? Talk a little about the home improvement. Yeah. Um, you know, (laughs) The marketing company right now, um, you know, to our dismay, is uh, doing quite well for the time being. So um, we can bring our hours of agonizing pain um, is over. But, you know, our next challenge now is really then what can we do? How can we do that same thing uh, for the um, home improvement company as well? And it's you know, and I'm not going to say we know the answer because we may have an idea that we implement and find out it's complete garbage. And then it's just, you know, reevaluating and doing different things, trying different tactics, different strategies to really get it to where, you know, it's not to where we're not being in in the fear of, oh, my gosh, are we going to be around next month or next week? Um, so that's really our um, what's on our mind and really our focus at, at this time. Yeah, I mean, the, the other, you know, businesses and side hustles that we have, um, they're still there. But, um, you know, something that we've learned in business is, you know, definitely have one or two priorities. And uh, right now, the uh, um, home improvement is definitely the uh, priority that we're um, dumping all our energy into. That's awesome, guys. Well, I, I know you're going to be successful. You've been, uh, you've been at it for a while now. You've got high level of hustle and uh, you also have uh, uh, some good ambition, which I love to see uh, out there. More more people need to, uh, to to do some of the things you guys have done. I mean, I think you're you're out there. You're sharing content. You're doing a lot of give. You're connecting people, and uh, and you also are sharing your your positive mindset, which I think is is absolutely what the world needs right now. This has been awesome. Are you guys ready for our lightning round? Oh boy, <laughs> let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go, uh, you know, you can choose, uh, maybe we'll go, we'll go, uh, you know, E-mark, then A-mark, maybe we'll alternate. I don't know. You guys can, you both answer each of the questions, but it is lightning round. So we got to be quick. What's the best advice you've ever received? 
The best advice I've probably been given, um, I guess it was more of a compliment, which I took into an advice, but it's the fact that, um, you know, I'm very uh, people oriented and um, I always try to keep that in mind um, in business because at the end of the day, I believe people do business with people and not businesses. Hey, Mark. And mine's maybe somewhat similar to that, but uh, that the customer's not always right. Your employees are always right. And to listen to them, give them more credibility than what you're always hearing from your clients. Emark, which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Uh, definitely just, well, <laughs> I'm a very people person. So just being not afraid to, you know, upon meeting them, give them a hug. <laughs> Seriously. Very True nice. Story. As long as there's not a pandemic, right? <laughs> as long, yeah, correct. <laughs> uh, hey, Mark, what's your uh, what's your personal habit that's contributed most to your, your success? I'd say not quitting, not giving up, uh, always persevering, persevering and figuring out a way through tough times. Can you share an internet resource tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? What Just overall, specifically for people in the agency world. Dude, whatever tool that you've been using that you think people should know about? Uh, for me, I'd say SharpSpring. That's uh, really been helpful in getting me uh, organized. For me, uh, Trello. I can't live without my Trello. Uh, it's definitely my main app. And I'm also going to throw out a new software that we just started using called Hatch. If you're in any sort of sales company, Hatch is a, is a super useful software to take a look at. It's new and definitely worthwhile. And uh, Emark, what book would you recommend and why? Uh, how to win friends and influence people. Um, of course, next to the Bible, but yeah, how to win friends and influence people. Um, just because, uh, at, like I said before, I, I just really believe if you first connect with people, they like you, then they'll do business with you. It's not, they like your business, then they do business with you. So I mean, I really think it teaches the art of dealing with people. And mine would be Entree Leadership by Dave Ramsey. Uh, really, I think a fundamental way that I learned how to run a business that actually makes money and doesn't just uh, do services as a hobby. Um, so a really good fundamental business book, Entree Leadership. Sweet. I'm, I'm a big fan of both of those books. So you guys have, uh, have one point. I just, just finished uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People for probably my 15th time. Uh, no. <laughs> so I, lo- I love that book, dude. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. You guys are so much fun. Listeners, if you want to find links out to the resources that uh, these gents referenced today, check that out on our show notes page, yukarus.com forward slash podcast. We've got some key takeaways, notes, links, etc. If you're listening to this the week of, you'll see uh, Emark and Amark's episode right there at the top at yukarus.com forward slash podcast. Guys, how can our audience find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Yeah, if uh, they want to go to our um, uh, emark and amark.com page um, website, uh, that's probably where you can get the most information. Yeah, and about it's, just, us. it's just at emark and amark on all the social medias as well. Yep. Awesome. Well, we will also collect all of those links uh, for our audience. And if uh, you guys need to spell that out, it's E M A R C A N D. A-M-A-R-C.com. But we will also collect those as well as these guys' social media profiles, link out to some of their other businesses and projects. Again, that's yougurus.com forward slash podcast. Guys, thanks so much for stopping by the program today. Thank you so much for having us. It was a, it was a great pleasure. Yeah, great time. Uh, thank you so much.
And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out today, I want to check on your answer to my questions from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead gen problem. Maybe it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or mobile app, but they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, I want to invite you to apply for a free agency freedom session where you can dig into those underlying issues in your business and get moving like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answer to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your agency freedom session today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show.